time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're going to talk about 1984. Like a bunch of 1984. We're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about the actual year. Uh, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about a lot about 1984. Yeah, the movie. But yeah. It the is, movie. Yeah, the movie. There's other stuff that came that we're going to talk about and we're going to talk about now like today it is 2024 so why not talk about 1984 yeah so uh i love i mean let's start i guess a little bit with a book written by george orwell's first published in 1949 i love this book i've read it multiple times and it's i'm just a huge fan of it it's probably in my top 10 books of all time he wrote it during World War II, well, actually at the end of World War II, uh, but it's definitely heavily influenced by the war, and uh, he fought in the Spanish Civil War as well, so it's a lot of influences there, socialism, communism, all of the isms were really heavily in circulation in that era, and so you can see a lot of those influences on those on, on this, and this is kind of that dystopian where we get the term orwellian future came from this book yeah it has a name we named it after him mm -hmm. it's like this very totalitarian type future where you know the man big brother we even use big brother today mm -hmm. big brother controls everything controls your actions controls your life and manipulates your emotions and and it, and, it, and the big brother just controls everything and and in his time, he he saw this with like the Soviet Union and all the fascist states that were losing the war. He he, he saw this, and it's a well written book, and it's actually very keen on how totalitarianism really works. And he saw it, and he and I think George Orwell really knows like totalitarianism, and he 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 saw it firsthand and how it works. So the book is pretty. It's it's just a good book, man. Yeah, yeah, it's very accurate of what could happen, what has happened, and all that kind of stuff. He only really wrote two well-known novels: this one and Animal Farm. Most of his stuff is kind of uh, journalistic style, but um, yeah, glad he wrote it. Yeah, Animal Farm was also a like this, like 1984, and it's kind of fable, a fable, really. Yeah. Hey, this is how societies work, but he uses animals instead of people, but. But, but we know it's it's the same kind of thing. We know what you're talking about, George. You can't fool us, bro. <laughs> we know all about what we know who those pigs really are. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the book itself follows. Uh, oh gosh, I forgot the guy's name. The main character's name, Winston. Is that it? Winston. Yeah, he's kind of a middle-aged guy living in Winston Smith. He works for the Ministry of Truth, which is basically the Ministry of Propaganda. And their role is basically deciding what people see and hear. And his specific role is correcting history. He will he is assigned the task of if somebody gets um, excommunicated from society, he will update newspapers, articles about that person and make those changes. He falls for a girl that works at the ministry as well. And they secretly have a bit of an affair until they get caught. And um, yeah, that's that yeah. aspect of it. But there's just so much more. Yeah. And he's also doing stuff he shouldn't do. So he, he's not supposed to have an affair with this girl because Big Brother decides 
who you marry and when you procreate. Mm -hmm. So that's not good. That's not cool with them. And he's also writing a diary. So he has, it's a surveillance state. So they can see everything you're doing all the time, but he's got a little corner in his apartment where he knows they can't see him. So he goes and he writes in his journal, which you're not supposed to be doing. And everything's just kind of poor. Like they're trading all the time. He, People can't seem to get razors. That seems to be rare. So it's hard to shave. It's just kind of this really depressed. In addition to socially depressed, it's economically depressed. It's just, it's just a crappy place. The, they're basically constantly at war with one of the other regions. The world is broken up into three regions and they're constantly at war. And George Orwell took this from World War II. He had a scenario where he ran out of razors because everything was being rationed for the war effort. So that that's kind of like an inside moment of his personal experience during World War II. He was a socialist, democratic socialist, but he was he and prior to the war he was against it but then once the the UK got involved he was very pro war or not pro war but pro anti you know hitlerism nazism and that kind of stuff yeah well he was an anti communist too yeah mm -hmm. big time but he, here's the deal so the, the book came out in 1949 right and it described this dystopian future and and the way kind of these and propaganda was huge. So these states are at war on purpose so they can have a constant state of war. So people always feel like they need Big Brother because they're always at war and there's always an enemy. There's always the other. And and there's always propaganda just being shoved down their throat all day long everywhere. And this was this was a real thing back then. And it's not... It, it's not uncommon. It's, it's not, not like different it's a now. foreign thing. 1949, 1984, 2024. We're going to, now we're going to start getting into this because this isn't his book. I read it not long ago because my I wanted my son to read it and he read it. He's like, wow, that's a good book. And I'm like, I know, right? And, and I'm like, this book is just as relevant today. It was written in 1949 about their future of 1984. 1984 was a long time ago. It's 2024. But this book is relevant, and you should read it now. It should be required reading for everyone. In fact, Big Brother should say, you have to read 1984. We should like force people to read it. It should. <laughs> yeah. It's only it's current. Did you know 1984, the graphic novel, is currently banned in one school in Missouri? So it's actually not banned. So you can read it. <laughs> yeah, unless you're in that school in Missouri that yeah. you should probably get out of that school. And it's just the graphic novel. So I'm guessing you can read the regular novel. I'm not sure why the graphic novel is so graphic that it had to be banned, but whatever. Yeah. So he wrote this, George Orwell wrote this in 1989 or 1949, but then 1984 actually came. It, it came and went. It, it is a year in the past. It's a, it, it actually happened. So now we're going to switch gears and talk about 1984, the year, what was going on, maybe some of the pop cultural things that were happening in 1984. So you were around 1984. Yeah, I think since we're still talking Orwell's 1984, Apple Computer released an ad inspired by 1984 that aired during the Super Bowl. And it was just amazing ad that people 
blew people away. It was actually directed by Ridley Scott of Blade Runner fame, and they spent a ton of money on it. And it's just this really creepy dystopian scene. And it's an iconic ad. You can find it on YouTube. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's, it's, it's really a, an impressive ad. Brilliant marketing. Well, it's, it is having a 1984 themed ad or anything is pretty brilliant. Yeah. So that's like Van Halen came out with their album. Guess what their album was called? Was that the 84? <laughs> it's the one with jump, jump, jump. jump. That's my favorite song of 1984. I love that song, but they're, they're, they're they had an album called 1984 and I was thinking about 1984. So the Soviet Union still existed in 1984. And it was still... So one of the films that came out in 1984 was the first the first rated PG-13 film came out in 1984. And that was called Red Dawn. Oh, really? That was about, in PG-13, huh? That was the figured first that rated got an PG-13. R-rated. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty borderline. Yeah, but that they didn't they didn't implement the that that was the first rated PG thirteen movie was in nineteen eighty four was called Red Dawn, and it's about the communists invading America and killing kids in their schools, and these high school kids gotta develop a resistance cell to fight the invaders, and it, the the whole Red Scare thing was still very real. And they wouldn't have known in 1984 that in five years, the Berlin Wall would fall. And just a few years after that, the Soviet Union would collapse and that Russia would just cozy up to the West and they'd be our best buddies and they'd do business and sell us gas and we'd be just friends forever. They, they wouldn't have known that in 1984. And now someone in 1984 who, who came to the future now to 2024, they'd look at Russia and they'd say – Oh, well, the Soviet Union collapsed, but they are still bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty recent, actually. They wouldn't have known that they were our buddies for like 20 years while we were focusing on like terrorist, terrorism and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're back to the being the bad guy. They boycotted the Summer Olympics that year, the Soviet Union did, in retaliation for the US boycotting uh, Olympics in 1980, I think is what it was. Yeah. The Moscow Olympics, 1980, because the 84 Olympics were in LA. Yep. So the Soviet Union boycotted those, along with some other Soviet-leaning communist countries. So that was a big one from 84. And the film 1984 Mm -hmm. was made in 1984, starring Sir John Hurt. And this was the final film of Richard Burton. This was Richard Burton's final film. Yeah. And he died later that year classic they i think it's a great film they change obviously anytime there's an adaptation they change things and the ending i think is quite a bit different from the book to the movie but i still think it's really powerful movie it's really well made and the message gets through in the Mm -hmm. same way that it gets through in the book yeah and they i think they really took it seriously for example the scenes where smith is entering his diary entries in his apartment hiding out their date on them, there's dates on them, April 4th and 1984. He, there's known dates because he's writing it. They filmed on those dates. Oh, wow. That's the they, date that they filmed that scene. So he wrote they it. They filmed huh? those scenes on those dates. And, and they actually filmed the whole movie within the time period that the book was happening, like April, May. So spring and summer of 1984, they filmed it. And they tried to film the scenes on the exact days. 
that's how hardcore they were about trying to keep true to Orwell's vision. So good, good job, filmmakers. It and it does though. I mean, it ha it, you watch that film and you're like, oh yeah, this is a dystopian future that would suck balls to be a part of. But you could see places where it's kind of like that actually. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good adaptation, which which is good, which is great. It's so hard to find good adaptations, mm -hmm. especially these days. But I think maybe they did a pretty good job of 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 it back in the day. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack was they had two versions of it. I think the first they did have an instrumental version, and they even started making the film with that, like in the in the editing room, right? But they wanted to do more of an 80s style. You know how it was like having that synth pop was really popular. <laughs> and so they're like, no, we got to We're actually they, they destroyed all those and they redid it with Eurythmics because it was really popular in the mid 80s. Like you'd see a lot of like I, I think about legend, how that would should have had kind of a more whimsical orchestral kind of thing. But it had like Rush with the weird synth back there. And they had a lot of synthesizer stuff. I mean, this is Van Halen's jump era, right? So we were synthesizing the hell out of everything. And so they had this Eurythmics thing. But what I heard is later they redid it with the orchestral. I'm not sure when they redid it, but so depending yeah, on what version get... you're watching, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get both versions now. I watched the synth version, not the orchestral version. And I don't think I have seen it. I know if I've rewatched it, I think I've only seen the film once. And I'm pretty sure it was the poppy synth version. Yeah, I, I rewatched it, and I think it was the orchestral version because I think that if you watch it new, like streaming, maybe that's the one they're using. That would make sense. I, that would I, definitely be the I better version. Uh, yeah, I have to th I think about it. I haven't really thought about it. It's been a well, while since let's we film. should we should have a watch party and maybe watch both back to back. Okay. Well, that would be kind of boring, though. <laughs> we'll 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 do it over the course of a week or something. All right. Well, it's it's 2024 now, so maybe we should have a little discussion around like what he's gotten right and how close some stuff is. So in 1984, there's the Ministry of Truth, which we've already mentioned. There's the Ministry of Peace, which is basically the Ministry of War. <laughs> yeah, because things are named what they're not, which is. A very 2024 kind of thing. Like Boy Scouts like takes girls now, but they still <laughs> call it Boy Scouts. Like But they still call it Boy Scouts, yeah. Like things aren't what they are anymore. And truth is kind of like how you think of it, right? Yep. <laughs> uh they're responsible for like so all the telescreens in 1984 can also monitor you and spy on you. Similarly, in the same way your phone can monitor and spy on you or your TV or your smart speaker in your home can spy yeah. on you. Or everybody else on the street yeah, is recording all the time. Pulling their phone out, recording everything. Everything's being recorded, yeah. Mm -hmm. Surveillance state. And, and it's not even really the big brother doing it, doing it. It's more like the corporate man made it happen, right? Yeah, yeah. The Ministry of Peace that uh, I just mentioned, which is of war, which is interesting because their goal is kind of keep the countries in perpetual war to make it easier to control the citizens. So here's a statistic, and I double-checked this. The United States has been a country since 7076, pretty much, right? Out of those years that we've been around, 
what percentage of it do you think the United States has been at war? Mm, I don't know, 28? 93%. <laughs> what? Yep. Like declared war or how do you define war? Well, this is, yeah, like, you know, the war in Somalia kind of a thing. So not like full on World War II, Vietnam, Korea, uh, you know, we had okay, the invasion. Okay, so it includes conflict. Of... It includes exactly. like non-declared war conflicts. Exactly. So yeah, we're so in it... some kind of conflict. Exactly. Yep. Bosnia, Herzegovina, when we were there, um, like, so all of these little fights and stuff. But yeah, basically roughly 20 years we have not been at war. And if you think about it, like the the wars in the Middle East, right? I mean, that's yeah. been going on since the 90s on and off. The 2001 well, and invasion. After, yeah. Yeah, after the after the uh the terrorist attacks, it was 20 years of just perpetual war, occupation and war, yeah. Exactly. And you know, if you speak out against it, well then you're an American. Right. Yeah. You end up like the Dixie chicks and people start buying your albums and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. We got the ministry of love, which basically decides who you can have relationships with. And, you know, they're the thought criminals. So we could relate this now where if we're talking thought criminals, this is the hashtag council culture, where <laughs> if you say something that goes against the majority you will end up being passed over to the Ministry of Truth and being erased from history. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, your show's canceled. Your album's canceled. You're done. You're toast. You're gone. Got to love who people tell you to love. And of course, the Ministry of Plenty, which is the controls the economy. In our case, I would say that's not necessarily a ministry, but it's more of a business. I, I would say that's one thing Orwell got wrong is he puts this a lot under the government. Whereas I would say it's more about under big business. You know, we've got social media platforms that basically decide what we see or hear or the news that we get, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he got it right in, for some countries like North Korea, Russia, China. They're still very, the government controls everything. But here in the States, I think we have... I think worldwide there's this bent toward totalitarianism, including here. But oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's it big it's not Big Brother, it's the man. So there's a difference. Big brother is the government trying to control everything. The man is all the corporations trying to control everything. And I think it's less Big Brother here and more the man. So if we were to make a, a modern 2024 version and we looked into the future, we'd I'd be I would be writing it, but instead of Big Brother, I call it the man. So it's a very cyberpunk kind of thing, kind of RoboCop-ish, where kind of the corporations rule everything. Omni-computer, com omni <laughs> omni-product, you know, these big corporations. Like you said, social media control what you see and advertisement, all the products, just everything is like very corporate. Yeah. I mean, they basically decide what we see, what we hear, you know, that kind of stuff. It it is interesting because if you think about like in 2024, right, how how much he's gotten right, we do have that in last year, 2022, the American Library Association documented 1,269 demands to censor library books in 2022. So this isn't just school. This isn't school ones. This is like libraries, right? Public libraries. Wow. Yeah. 
That is the largest number since they've been tracking it. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. Well, and you look at the news now too, it's not really news anymore. It's propaganda. Like a lot of the news isn't news. It's got its propaganda bent to it. So it's, it's really difficult. And, and you could be like on the right, just sucking that up and being like you, you're talking about me, but you, you people on the far left are the same. You got a lot of propaganda over there too. So it's this constant barrage of propaganda that's being like, like fake. It's fake news. Basically it's say, Hey, this is the news, but it's basically propaganda. That's that, that's, I would say that's probably the most Orwellian thing we're dealing with right now is propaganda disguised as news. Oh, totally. Like uh, when Trump was president and was saying some of the stuff that he said, his uh, Kellyanne Conway, who was his press secretary at the time, when he when they called her out for stuff that he said, she was like, well, that's alternative facts, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> OK, well, what the fuck? So we alternative can say facts. alternative facts. Yeah, yeah. That's an exact quote. And the, the, and like the you Ministry said, of Alternative Facts. Yeah, you could say what it is. It's alternative. It's it's, it's true it's a, it's because he said it's true, it. Yeah. It's true. Uh, it's another kind of fact because yeah. facts are kind of like subjective, right? Exactly. She's all like up there. She's looking like the crypt keeper. Like ah, facts don't matter. <laughs> <It's> alternative facts. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, we've got fake news and all that. The two minute hate from George Orwell's, you know, the the rallies and stuff. You see those now, especially yeah. when we had those yeah. some of those right wing rallies. Uh, over the past few years or yeah and, the fear of the other yep, yeah the other person's the bad guy it's us versus them so yeah we need to put a tighter the control Latinos or the gays or the or the liberals it's yeah it's it's somebody else's who's against us and we have to hate them and and they're against us kind of stuff but you know i see it on the left too now it's like oh, yeah. well you know people who don't agree with me or fascists and they're terrible and they're racist and they're all, all this kind of stuff too. It, it, it's these extremes. And it's so interesting because for a long time, maybe during the nineties, like with maybe it was, wasn't look, it was looking like the world was kind of liberalizing and maybe Orwell's world was maybe n not going to happen again, but that's totally not true. And that's what he warned us about is like, hey, look, you think you get comfortable, you think everything's fine, but my book is about warning you that this shit can happen again. That's why Orwell's book 1984 is a good book because it's a warning. Like this is what can happen it, in, in 1949 and 1984 and 2024, this could happen. So read this book, people. Absolutely. And uh, to back your statement up with with proof, because I'm I'm pretty liberal, I know you are, but but to call out our side of the spectrum, look at people being erased from history per, for past offenses, right? Statues being torn down. If mm -hmm. somebody like, you know, during the era of slavery owned a slave, they're being erased from history for, for doing that. I'm not saying that it was a good thing that they did it, right? I mean, obviously it was a, the wrong thing to do. But it's like on the liberal side, they're like, okay, they did something that was appropriate for the time, but is bad. And so we're going to erase them from history and forget any of the thing, the good things they did, right? Yeah, like Winston Churchill over in yeah. Britain, where you are, they're tearing <laughs> Winston Churchill, right? Wow. And and he had he led a lot the country of through stuff, the war. He yeah, he, he also... was a terrible person in a lot of ways, but he led yeah, the country but here's through the, the war. Thing. 
people are usually never as good or as bad as people think they are. And, and it's, it's all about just kind of truth, right? Just hold true to the truth. Well, I mean, this is one of those subjects I could talk about for hours, but we won't. And uh, I'm sure <laughs> we got that 30 minute guarantee domino style. So we got to we got to we got to skedaddle. Exactly. But hey, we're going to get skedaddle and you can go to your local bookstore if it even exists. Get a copy in 1984 and go read it and let us know what you think. Yep. There you go. And with that, we'll say we are out of here because Big Brother is watching and we got to hide. Gotta go hide in our little corner where he can't see us so we can we can podcast, pump up the volume style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're an indie podcast. So Big Brother and the man, they don't control us. Can't tell us what to record. But if we end up if like yeah, we might end up under a bridge somewhere. So mm -hmm. if we do, you know what happened. They, they <laughs> Disney came and got us, dude. <laughs> <laughs>